You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's dot com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It is Into Tomorrow on the air for 26 years now, this the weekend of Friday, July 30th. 2021. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And we are gathered here, one and all, to help you deal with your digital dilemmas. We'll solve those issues for you. So do join us, not just because you win fabulous prizes, but because we want to help you with anything involving consumer tech anytime, 24-7. And coming to you from the Dexcom G6 Studios, the only continuous glucose monitor FDA permitted for kids ages two years and up. Be sure to visit dexcom.com. That's dexcom.com. Got a bunch of tech news and commentary. Doug in Michigan standing by. Remember, out of the box, when you participate on the program, and no promises, no guarantees, but tell us two or three or four items that you'd like from our current, not two years ago, somebody mentioned an item we had two years ago. I noticed on the uh, winner's uh, form that gets filled out by you when you participate. Well, not by you, because you can't, but by you being our listeners. You who is listening. Yeah, Yeah. yous (laughs) who who be's listening. uh, Mention an item that we had two years ago. It's like, no, no, no. The current cool Into Tomorrow hot summer giveaway, and the post is right there at intotomorrow.com. So mention one of them, well, not one of them, two or three or four of those. In fact, I can safely tell you this secret. We have many more prizes than we have had calls so far. And we get a lot of calls every week, so don't get me wrong. We got stacked floor to ceiling in the hall on the way to the studio. Bunch of goodies. About $15,000 worth of stuff that we want to share with you. So if you've been waiting to ask a question, help another listener, make a comment, share some tech rage, what the heck are you waiting for? Don't wait much longer because before you know it, summer will be over, and with summer goes the giveaway. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, don't wait much longer because a lot of really, really cool stuff, not that everything isn't cool already, is going. So if there's anything you hear us mention and you'd like, that's why we say no promises, no guarantees, because we can't. We do kind of uh, a very bizarre algorithm uh, hat, pull out of the hat sort of thing for those that ask for certain things so that we do the best we can and get you some of the items that you'd like. So check your spam filters is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Because once you participate, you get an email from us, and it's from ourlastname.com, graveline.com. And for some strange reason, apparently a bunch of people didn't like us or something and reported us to their spam filters. So a lot of, depending on who your email server might be or provider, we found that we have been ending up in some spam filters. So check that. Indicate that we're not spam, and watch that, especially if you've not received our once-a-week tech newsletter, but you signed up for it, but you haven't seen it in a while. We might be in your spam filter. Get us the heck out of there, please. Get me out of the spam filter. Thank you. (laughs) What? (laughs) I was... 
I was cupping my hands as a spam filter. Right. Sure. So if you're bored with calling your smart speaker Alexa, now you can call it Ziggy. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> and even have a masculine, a masculine sounding voice if you want. Gee, what will they think right. of next? Uh-huh. At least Ziggy reminds us of our Ziggy, who had passed on years ago, but was with the show from the very beginning, 26 years ago. Helped you launch it. St- that's right. Helped us launch into tomorrow. Steve Ziegler, and he loved being called Ziggy. So the first thing I thought of was Steve calling him Ziggy. So now you can do that with your Alexa if you're tired of that, of course. Because anytime you mention her name, you know, she wakes up and starts talking to you. Of course, she's listening all the time anyway. But don't let me scare you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to change your uh, alleged, air quote, smart speaker name to Ziggy? No. Okay. I'm so used to, have to having to yell out Alexa three or four times before it hears me anyway. <laughs> but she's always listening. Yeah, not very well. No. <laughs> After months of government bans on DJI drones, with lawmakers questioning whether the company was sending information to the Chinese government, we talked a while back about how the Pentagon had admitted that the drones being used might actually be safe, with a report saying that two government edition DJI drones are recommended for use by government entities. However, on July 23rd, the Department of Defense released a statement on the report saying that its release was, quote, unauthorized. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, um, mind you, DJI is a Chinese company. Right. And their their uh, statement uh, reiterated its position that DJI's drones, quote, pose potential threats to national security. It says that its policy around the drones is unchanged and that there is an investigation into how the inaccurate and uncoordinated report was released. Oh, so somebody's <laughs> in trouble. Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably. But a government agency that can't make up their mind? Huh. Yeah, that's go fi- new. That's new. Go figure. <laughs> when has that ever happened? Are you wearing a mask? Uh, Oh, my gosh. Apple's entire line of new phones will reportedly support 5G when the company releases them starting this fall. The entire line, mind you. Supply chain sources say that the iPhone SE, the line's budget model, if you can say budget in the same sentence as Apple, that's scheduled for an early 2022 update, is no exception and will also include an A15 processor. And 5G. So there you go. Well, but Apple's also expected to move on from its iPhone mini by 2022, which had apparently disappointing sales throughout the year. Oh. So so bye-bye iPhone mini. Isn't that the one your son has? No. Oh. He's got the 12. Oh, I thought he got a better like phone that. than I do. I do. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> and he's only nine. Yeah. Well, well what does that tell you? He's, that he's got a mom that spoils him too much. Well, there you go. Because <laughs> he knows if I bought him a phone, he'd have a five. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you don't mean a 5G. No. No. The iPhone 5. Yeah. Gotcha. Sorry, Jeff Bezos. Apparently, you're still not an astronaut. I heard this. <laughs> so, wait a minute. He went to space, again, air quotes, but he's not an astronaut. No. Ooh. Uh, The same day that Bezos and his other space tourists uh, blasted off in their Blue Origin rocket, the Federal Aviation Administration set rules concerning the Commercial Space Astronaut Wings Program and the criteria used to award those commanding, piloting, or working on privately funded spacecraft with the Commercial Space Astronaut Wings badge, which apparently will officially make someone an astronaut. Uh The FAA and some astrophysicists consider the boundary between the atmosphere and space to begin about 50 miles up. Bezos met that requirement. Sorry, Bezos. 
always you know mispronounce his name. But, Jeff Bozos. Yeah. Um, he met that requirement by going 62 miles above sea level. However, to earn the wings, the FAA said passengers must have, quote, demonstrated activities during flight that were essential to public safety or contributed to human space flight safety. He didn't meet those criteria. No. So it wasn't so much the height. Right. But was, the, his activities did not make him an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> but he floated. That doesn't make you an astronaut. He, he was in anti-gravity. I walk into a hospital. It doesn't make me a doctor. You don't want me to operate on you. <laughs> what a good analogy. Oh, my gosh. So they're not astronauts. No. Well, then neither is uh, Branson. No. Nope. Wow. I consider them space tourists. <laughs> good. <laughs> well, speaking of Jeff Bozos, he's offering to cover billions in costs if NASA, as he puts it, remedies its mistake and gives his company, Blue Origin, the chance to compete with SpaceX again for a moon lander contract. Bezos sent an open letter to NASA offering to cover $2 billion for the human landing system program. His offer would help it compete with SpaceX for a $2.9 billion NASA contract. In the letter, Bezos criticized NASA's original decision to select SpaceX as the sole winner. Now, let's see. You've got space tourist Jeff Bozos, who went up once, floated around for a few moments, is all, and came back down. Or you've got SpaceX. Mind you, Elon Musk hasn't been in space or even at the outer fringes of space. But his car has. His car is. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> out there. Yeah, not only his car, but all of the successes. Granted, a bunch of failures, but that's how you learn. But a whole bunch more successes including bringing astronauts to the space station and cargo and all kinds of stuff. And Bezos says that uh, he criticized it because they shouldn't have selected SpaceX. So he's going to spend $2 billion to get a $2.9 billion contract. He's apparently that upset because they told him he wasn't an astronaut. (laughs) Yes. It's like, really? Well, I'm going to sue you then for something else. My God. And and he's a, a local boy. Went to the same high school here in Miami as your mother did. And it's like, but he forgets all of his roots anyway. Unbelievable. So the auto industry is suffering from a serious shortage of chips, which we've talked about for weeks now. Mm -hmm. Um, And each manufacturer is trying to cope in its own way. So while companies like Ford, Jeep, and Chevy are taking millions of vehicles out of production in order to cope, Tesla has been rewriting the software used on their vehicles to keep production lines rolling. Elon Musk explained during an earnings call this past Tuesday that the shortage of chips has caused a problem. But instead of reducing production, the electric car maker instead sourced alternative chips and just updated the firmware in its vehicles to work with those different chips. Um, He says they were able to rewrite the firmware in just a matter of weeks to keep their production up. Using alternative chips? Yeah. Is that like Doritos? I don't know. They're probably, (laughs) uh, you know, second-rate chips out of Mexico or something. But uh, Probably not Mexico. Uh, (laughs) But who knows? But at least, see, here's another example. He's getting it done. And then putting them out there, and then they're going to do firmware updates. Wow. Interesting. Well, then, maybe it's time to buy a Tesla. Not. Are you ready for some real staggering statistics? This just kind of blows me away. Over the last three months, the world's biggest digital advertiser, Google, brought in more than $560 million in advertising revenue every day. $560 million a day. 
Google's $50.4 billion ad haul is the lion's share of parent company Alphabet's $61.9 billion in revenue for just the, for the just-completed second quarter. YouTube revenue came in at more than $7 billion. That's up 83% from last year and drawing close to Netflix's quarterly revenue, which was $7.34 billion. And then, if, as if that's not enough, Apple, $21.7 billion revenue. Wow. I'm still waiting for my check from Google. You mean, considering that it is me they're selling to their customers. Yeah, you think you're going to get a check from them? No. Don't even <laughs> hold your breath for that, because that ain't going to happen. But I've blown away $560 million in advertising revenue every single day, because we are the product. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the PlayStation 5 just crossed a significant milestone. Sony has revealed that it has sold 10 million PS5 consoles as of July 18th. Wow. Only eight months after its debut. <laughs> there's a lot of gamers That's, there. They're selling more than a million of those a month. Wow. Uh, the company considered that no mean feat between the pandemic and ongoing chip shortages that reportedly held sales back. It's now Sony's fastest selling console to date, outpacing the PS4 by nearly a month. Holy moly. So, yeah. So all these companies are apparently doing very well. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> anybody want to buy some advertising on a fledgling 26-year-old radio show? No. Everybody <laughs> spent all their advertising dollars on at Google. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, we've been talking about this issue for some time now, but Facebook has finally revealed several changes, they allege, to its platform, primarily on Instagram, aimed at protecting younger users of its family of applications. Instagram is introducing new safety settings for young users. It's making new accounts private by default for kids under 16, blocking some adults from interacting with teens on its platform, and restricting how advertisers can target teenagers. you got to wonder how long is that going to last, because anything that's blocking an advertiser from targeting anybody is not making advertisers happy, and that's their bread and butter. Yeah. Just like I always thought it was funny how, you know, you have control over targeted ads in Facebook, but you can never turn ads off altogether. No, of course not. You can not. only, you know, and, and who knows, you know, because I've turned that off feature, that feature off targeted ads, but I still get targeted ads. Oh, of course. Even though I've turned that off, I'll, I'll Google something on my phone one day. The very next day, I see ads for it in Facebook. So that's targeted <laughs> ads. That's exactly the thing that I turned off. They're still doing. I like to occasionally hit the little three dots and say, uh, hide this ad or whatever it says. And then it asks you why. And sometimes I say, I already bought it, even though I didn't. Or other times I will just say, not interested, or it's harassing me, or (laughs) just just randomly select something. And then you're right. You don't see that again, at least not for a while. But you see other stuff that might be very much related to whatever that was. Well, I told you before the show that you know the other day you were talking. To, we were talking about you know you wanted to put some solar panels at your house. I wasn't even searching for solar panels that night on Facebook. I'm seeing ads for solar panels. Yeah, you didn't search. <laughs> you didn't do anything. You just said it. Tell me they're not listening. Doug in Stevensville, Michigan, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast, and we love you for it. Doug, he's calling using the Ask Dave button. At intotomorrow.com. Hey, Doug. I have an iPad Pro with a lightning port, and I'd like to hook an external camera up to it and set it in my front window and use it as a monitoring device. Mm. Is there a way to hook a uh, camera up to this, and is there software that will make this work as a security device? 
I appreciate any response you've got. Well, it's our pleasure to help out there, Doug. There are lightning-to-USB connectors, so you may be able to plug in a camera directly if you really want to, but neither the camera nor the tablet were built for that, and the connection may end up being kind of short-lived. If you want to use your iPad as the screen for a security system, you're better off using Wi-Fi cameras or Ethernet cameras connected to your home network. Yeah, and there's uh, plenty of apps that can connect to network-enabled cameras in the Apple App Store, and network cameras aren't reliant on specific device drivers installed on the device um, that's acting as a screen, but instead just stream the data through the network and can be read by standard apps. Uh, There are small cameras that may work for you since they would be pretty discreet and wouldn't need to be wired. For example, Amazon's Blink cameras work off of AA batteries and look like little black or white squares that'll be less unappealing than a regular security camera. Yeah, and not that we're touting anything from Amazon, but in this case, that might be your best bet. The added advantage of cameras like that is that they're expected to be used with smartphones and tablets, so you can expect some support and updates, hopefully for years to come. And it's unlikely that they'll suddenly just stop working like something connected to a lightning port itself probably would. Yeah, any wireless camera really gives you two extra advantages. One, you can charge your iPad while it's acting as a security monitor. And two, you can take your iPad with you around the house and not need to be tethered to the camera that it's acting as a monitor for. Oh, that's another good point right there. Exactly. Maybe you're going to be hanging out in another room and you still want to keep an eye out front or something of that sort. So, Doug, do us a huge favor. Let us know what you end up doing and using and how, because it will undoubtedly help other listeners all the way into tomorrow.com. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Welcome back into tomorrow, this segment of which is brought to you by Blueberry. They are our podcast partner. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if you're looking into starting a podcast. Visit blubrry.com. The Cool Into Tomorrow Hot 
Summer Giveaway. Do not forget to check your spam filter. We are not spam, especially when you've participated and we send you a note. You have to be able to click a link and respond. No promises, no guarantees, but let us know three or four, perhaps, of the items from the Summer Giveaway, this year's Summer Giveaway, that you might like. We'll do our best to get one of them to you. For example, from RoboRock, we've got an S6 Max-V robotic vacuum, True Vision Smarter Action. Uh, Viper has provided a color OLED two-way security and remote start system for your car. Oh, very cool from Cooking Pal, the Molto Smart Kitchen Appliance. It preps, cooks, and cleans after every meal. That's worth $1,000. Skosh sent a box full of stuff, including uh, phone stands for MagSafe chargers, a power-up car jump power bank and flashlight, a PowerVolt USB-C fast charger for your home, all sorts of stuff. OWC has provided a USB-C travel dock to simplify your mobile connectivity and a couple other Envoy Pro Electron 1-terabyte USB-C SSDs. Razor not to be left out in spite of the fact you're probably hearing thunder in the background or the one of our typical Miami summer thunderstorms. Black Widow, life silent mechanical keyboard to up your productivity. Also from Razor, the Keo webcam, perfect work from home webcam with built in adjustable ring light. Very cool. From Cut and Go, we've got, uh, they send us two boxes full of the Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers so you'll never be trapped in an accident. There you go. We'll send you those to help keep you alive. From Yabba. EAD drum modules and the SHS 500 Sonogenic Sonogenic guitar. Lots of cool stuff. Check it all out at the post intotomorrow.com. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-539-9460. That's 1-800-539-9460. 1-800-539-9460. United We Stand, 1-800-539-9460. Let's start off this segment with more thunder here in our Miami studios with a typical Miami summer thunderstorm. Give it 10 minutes, it'll be over. Yeah, exactly. We already checked the radar, and yeah, it's blowing over really fast. But here's a tech tidbit for you to share. You know, CAPTCHA, that thing that you occasionally see when you're maybe having to write an email to support or something, and it wants you to put in some letters and numbers or something of that nature? Did you know it was a very long acronym? It stands for, ready? Completely Automatic Public Turing Test to Tell Computers and Humans Apart. Mm-hmm. Captcha. 
All I know is it stresses me out all the time because, you know, it says, you know, click every square that has a traffic light in it. Well, this square has just a teeny tiny little piece. Does it want me to click it? Yeah. Does it not want me to click it's it? It's a traffic right? light. It's in it. It's barely in it. Or you can always hit refresh. Yeah. And select that other picture. I did that the other day. Went through about six pictures before I thought, okay, I think I got this one. I've done that all the time where it gives you those weird character, weird shaped letters and numbers, and mm-hmm. I can't never make out what they are. I just keep hitting refresh until there's one that's easy to see. Well, there you go. See, I blame my COVID brain, COVID fog for some of those. It's like, you know what? I, I really can't tell. Even putting reading glasses on. I don't know. Yeah, refresh. Give me another option. And eventually it does. By the way... Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Yes, indeed. And some tech news and commentary more in this segment. And we'll get back to more of your calls because you do want to participate. And Chris is going to tell you the many easy ways to join us at your convenience anytime, 24-7, even during a thunderstorm, if you'd like. Well, you could tie a little note to a carrier, courier pigeon and send it to us. But probably not during a thunderstorm, though. No, it would be unfair to yeah. the pigeon. Okay. Yeah. Well, instead, then you could use our free Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button there that will allow you to record a very nice quality sounding message and send it right to our studios. That'll work. Um, that, that app is free in your favorite Apple Store or uh, Google Store, whatever they call them. The Google Play Store or an Apple App Store. I don't know. I'm not an iPhoney. But, yeah, Google Play Store is Google, right? Uh, Or you could uh, pick up the phone and dial the numbers. Uh, That still works. 800-899-INTO. It's 800-899-4686. Or Or the the newest, coolest way that a lot of people are using. Yes, one of the more popular ways to participate lately has been uh, just going to our site, intotomorrow.com. You'll see a little red microphone that says Ask Dave. As long as you're uh, on a machine with a browser and a microphone. You can do just like you do with the app, record an audio message to send to us. So you're telling me that works on a phone or a tablet or a laptop or a desktop, anything with a browser and a microphone, as you mentioned. You do need to have a microphone, and we're not going to hear whatever it is you're asking or saying or helping another listener, whatever. So, And while we do read emails, that doesn't qualify you during the summer giveaway. You have to be heard on the air all these years with the summer giveaway. We want to hear you. Yes, just do us a favor. If you're going to use that, uh, that Ask Dave microphone on our site, let us know how you listen to the show and where you're calling us from. Yes. Because that's you know, we've been getting helpful. a lot of great calls. We just, you know, we, all we get is a first name. Yeah, that doesn't help as much. Yeah. So give us some details so we can introduce you on the air and go for it. So you automatically win, by the way. You don't just qualify. Once you're heard on the air... And we send you an email saying you're on the air this weekend. Tune in or check the podcast or whatever as we answer your question or address your concern. Then you've got to check your spam filter. Yes. Why is that? Because, I don't know, we end up in spam. Well, not always. <laughs> Sometimes. And what do you mean we end up in spam? Okay, you end up in spam. Uh, you, oh, okay. <laughs> well, hey, it's our name. So anything from graveline.com. Yeah, just like graveyard, only graveline. And no, it's not made up for radio. Uh, but anything well, from graveline.com we've discovered several people have said oh my gosh i finally i found you in the spam filter and we've tried to find ways to remedy it but the thing is we're sending an email looking for your information because of a prize that you've won and it look these spam filters they look for those kind of words yeah. prize or giveaway or win or, and they figure it's spam so it's unfortunately there's not really much around it i think they look for dave yeah probably <laughs> and put it in the spam filter <laughs> so anyway just remember that you can participate anytime because we are basically available all the time. On air, online, on now. You get the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
What have you got for us? Uh, virtual reality is frequently used for both entertainment and education, immersing people in computer-generated environments. Now Australian researchers are looking to the benefits of VR technology that they could offer in a courtroom. And the results so far are promising. In a paper published this May, researchers from the University of South Australia investigated whether the ability to inspect crime scenes in virtual reality could help jurors make decisions in courtroom trials. Wow. Measuring the impact of uh, viewing the same crime scene in either VR or photographic slideshow, they found that virtual reality led participants to a different, more consistent verdict than one based only on photos. Boy, having been a police officer for many years and, and dealing with many jury trials in my time... I can just imagine looking over at a jury box, and everybody's got a virtual reality headset on. Yeah, and, and basically, all it would require was, you know, before the crime scene is then released or cleaned up, that you just get in there with a laser scanner and scan it in. Yeah. Um, now, a high-tech solution like VR may seem expensive, but one of the researchers noted that current laser scanners make the cost of digitizing a crime scene negligible. Scanning the crime scene also took only around four hours, time that he believes could be reduced with experience. Oh, of course. Interesting. And and crime lab techs typically spend that amount of time, depending on the crime, of course, and how involved it may be, uh, on the scene anyway. So you might as well do it. And not just for jurors, but think about investigators and detectives to be able to go back and visit the crime scene any time during the the course of their investigation. Even after it's been cleaned up or destroyed or, or leveled or any number of things. Very cool. A survey that some users received from Netflix points to the possible creation of an online space dubbed N+. Everybody's got to use plus now, right, for everything. That would include podcasts, playlists, and extra content related to the streaming platform's shows, as if you don't get enough just watching a show. The company already regularly produces promotional content to boost audiences for its shows, and survey questions suggest that it may take that strategy a step further into tomorrow. So if you're a Netflix user, don't be surprised. If you find many different ways, including N plus, to somehow participate. Uh, Luke Skywalker's CGI face in the character's Mandalorian cameo was met with a lot of criticism, and fans even tried to fix the scene with various tools and programs. Yeah. Uh, one of those fans, a YouTuber known as Sham- Shamook, uh, who uses deep fake technology to improve upon bad CG effects and to put actors in shows and movies that they never starred in, apparently did so well that Lucasfilm gave him a job. Nerd alert! <laughs> Pretty much. Um, apparently his, his role at Lucasfilm would be to help ensure that its upcoming projects won't feature underwhelming de-aging and facial visual effects. <laughs> underwhelming that was apparently, de-aging? You know, apparently Lucasfilm in the, in the show, in order to make it appear, they, they took the, the actor and de-aged him. But everybody was saying that it looked so fake. So this, this guy who does deep fakes, just as a hobby, I guess, on YouTube, improved upon it. And they liked it, so they hired him. What a great way to get a job, whether he was looking for it or not. He probably was just doing it because he thought it was cool, and he knew what to do and how to do it, and they were so impressed. As you say, they hired him. Yeah. Pretty awesome. That's a a great audition for something. See, so the geeks will take over the earth. Nerd alert! (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And to which I might add... Parental guidance is suggested. Uh Okay, you can all... Exactly. Affirmative. (laughs) Might as well do all of that. Uh, AT&T told investors last week that it expected its burgeoning direct-to-consumer streaming business... I didn't know they had one. uh, ...to have between 70 million and 73 million global HBO Max and HBO subsidiaries 
subscribers, I should say, by the end of the year. Of course, I knew they have one because we have HBO Max. Uh, that's up from its previous forecast of only 67 to 70 million. So they're doing pretty well. And we've seen when we have our movie night with Cameron and some friends and whatnot, we've seen some first run movies out the first night on HBO Max. It's just too bad that AT&T gets the credit for it. Yeah. Uh, but that's been pretty decent, I think. And as long as they keep producing more movies and putting them out there, giving us the opportunity to see things without having to go in the theater, especially with the pandemic not being over ever at this rate, uh, then you might as well enjoy them at home. Well, and I think these uh, big tech companies are probably behind this pandemic. Because look at who's been making money, Google and Amazon. and you know, yep. so, you know, Maybe they're pushing the pandemic on us. Wouldn't surprise me. Of course, now that you've said that and, and the various uh, people hear you, uh, you're going to be bombarded with all sorts of stuff. Yeah, well, and maybe that's why we've been ending up in spam filters. That could very well be. What do you think? We want your opinion, too. And that gets you heard on the air. And that gets you prizes in the cool summer giveaway. Call us anytime, 800-899-INTO, or use the new technique that most folks are utilizing these days. Just hit that Ask Dave button. You see a microphone, lower right corner generally, when you visit us on any browser at intotomorrow.com. Meet you there. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Did you know that since the launch of the popular mobile game Candy Crush way back in 2012, players have spent a total of 73 billion hours, that's equivalent to 8.3 million years, playing that game? Not me. Oh, not me I either. have never spent one minute playing that game. Never, ever, ever did, but I know a bunch of friends who have. However, I have spent that much time playing Solitaire. That's phone. sad. Yeah. That's on your phone. <laughs> yeah. And with a deck of cards. And with a deck of cards. I've seen it. <laughs> While you're supposed to be editing or otherwise working, stop that. You've got to get fired. Well, because in order to appreciate the tech we have today, we have to remember the non-tech we had yesterday. On your own time. No. Okay. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 if you'd like more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. 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 Here's Chris. History. This week, back in 1914, the American Traffic Signal Company installed the first electric traffic light to be used in the U.S. Installed on the corner of East 105th Street and Euclid Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio, it featured just two colors, red and green, with the words stop and move. (laughs) Not stop and go. (laughs) No. Stop and and move. Okay. Bells on each pole rang when the traffic was to proceed. Two long rings for Euclid Avenue traffic and one long ring for East 105th Street. 
I'm glad they just went to the three-color light yeah. system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In 1922 this week, uh, telephone pioneer Alexander Graham Bell died. Two days later, every telephone in the U.S. and Canada went silent as the Bell system shut down every one of its switchboards and switching stations for one minute in memory of Bell. It was a bug day. It probably was. Uh, During this time, none of the 13 million telephones in operation could be used. That's wild. I mean, they did that just in memoriam for Alexander Graham Bell. Right. <laughs> wow. In 1977 this week, Candy Corporation's TRS-80, one of the world's first mass-produced personal computers, was unveiled at New York's Warwick Hotel. No! I don't know if it had until... I don't think it did. Yeah. No. That's why uh, it was dope. Right. Yeah. Uh, sold through Radio Shack, which was owned by Tandy at the time, the $600 system featured a black and white monitor, cassette tape storage, four kilobytes of RAM, Woo-hoo! and a 1.78 megahertz processor. Aye, Dave. Until 1982, the TRS-80 was the best-selling PC line, outselling the Apple II series five to one. <laughs> Take that, all you people that think that a good piece of electronics has to have a fruit on it. Oh, where'd you heard that from? <laughs> yeah. Mm, I say it all the time. I, I say that as an iPhone user, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this week in 1991, Tim Berners-Lee released files describing his idea for the World Wide Web. Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web two years earlier while working at CERN, the European Organization for Nuclear Research. The decision was made, thankfully, to release the World Wide Web into public domain rather than profiting from it. Wait a minute. You mean... Uh, during my service in the United States at Congress, uh, I took the initiative and creating the internet it wasn't al gore no, it wasn't and in, 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 in spite of what the mouse pad i'm using here says yes it says exactly what i just played <laughs> yeah. and interesting story for those who may not have heard me mention it years ago i was given that mouse pad by then president george bush george w bush because when he i was at a talk radio convention and he asked me, okay, so what is Into Tomorrow about? First, I was highly offended that he didn't know. But when I said, oh, we cover consumer technology, and so, oh, he said, oh, I have something for you. And he turned to a Secret Service guy who radioed something. And I went, what am I being arrested? What's, what's going on? Who then, another guy ran over to him, gave it to the Secret Service guy, who then gave it to the president. He then gave it to me, and it was that very mouse pad with this quote. Uh, During my service in the United States at Congress, uh, I took the initiative in creating the Internet. And, of course, he had run against him. Yeah. So that made it even more interesting. So I've cherished that, and it's been here in our studio ever since. So he didn't invent the Internet. He didn't. It was Tim Berners-Lee. Who's now Sir Tim Berners-Lee because of that. So he got uh, a sword on both shoulders. Gotcha. Very cool. So that's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by Aoife in Berlin, who's also not invented by Al Gore. Uh, oh, that's yeah. London. Yes. Uh, they are, however, the global innovation show since 1924 for consumer tech and home appliances, and by Aoife Next, the launchpad for innovations. Get more info on these annual retail events coming back in 2022 yes. at ifa-berlin.com. Oh, yeah. And that would be cool. And we will be there next year. Mark my words. Do you receive our free once-a-week tech newsletter? Of course you do. But if you know anyone who doesn't, please ask them to just stop by intotomorrow.com. We ask only for your email address, which we share with no one. And once a week, if you've checked your spam filter, you'll be getting our tech newsletter that has, cleverly enough, tech news. We tell you who's coming up on the show. 
We tell you what prizes are available these days. We also have uh, the tech tip uh, from Beth this week. Back to school tech, taking advantage of online calendars and mobile apps for your school to keep up to date on the go. And the web is infested with marketers mining your data. We talk about it every week on this show and targeting you for sales. We'll tell you about some of the best private browsers available for 2021. All on this week's Into Tomorrow Tech Newsletter. Sign up if you don't already at intotomorrow.com. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 26th year on the air on radio predominantly the original social media welcome back into tomorrow i'm dave graveline i'm chris graveline this portion of into tomorrow brought to you in part by streamguys.com providing the 24 7 stream of into tomorrow at our website at intotomorrow.com and on our free into tomorrow app Donald in New Mexico listens online, of course, with our free podcast as well. And we love you for it, calling in using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. And some computers to make a CD, a DVD, eject when it doesn't want to eject. You can use a paperclip in a little hole and force it to eject. Now, I have a sound system. A Bose specifically, and it has four slots for CDs, and one of them is stuck. I can hit the eject button, and it'll eject all the others, but not one of them. What can I do? Is there a similar trick to ejecting a CD when it doesn't want to eject? Well, you got to talk nice to it. Please come out. And if that doesn't Please. work, grab a sledgehammer. I, or a crowbar. Yeah. Because a sledgehammer is just going to ruin everything. But a crowbar, you can pry it open. <laughs> yeah. Probably a little bit more effective, though, that you need, Donald. There probably won't be anything like you're describing, however, to get that tray to open. Bose obviously made many different systems over the years, and your mileage may vary. But holding down the eject button for 30 seconds will reset the software in some Bose models. If this is being caused by a software glitch, now that may reset, uh, and it might help the situation. Again, hold the eject button down for at least 30 seconds, see if it pops open. Now, realistically, that probably won't do it, and your options from that point become brute force, or to try to take it to Bose or a third-party store 
for some servicing. Yeah, and Bose may not take it anymore. Like most audio products, theirs have moved away from CDs and towards digital files and streaming, so you may struggle to find local official support for an older system. Uh, Third-party repair shops can probably handle it, though. The solution is probably going to be to force the tray out and see what's been jamming it. Worst case, the shop may be able to replace it with a generic replacement. Yeah, there you go. Donald, let us know, because now you have me very curious, and we hope that our input has helped you out. Um, But if not, let us know if a store was able to do something, some service center, and ask them what they did exactly. So if it happens again, you'll know what to do. Hopefully that will help. Be sure to call in and participate. Win fabulous prizes during our Cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer Giveaway. And then be sure to check your spam filters to make sure anything we send you gets through. 